This is the bus. You're listening to Drop the Dice. What's up, everybody? This is Ben from www.dropthedice.com, and I am back here again after our most recent podcast in which I talked about uh, my newfound, or not newfound, my, my current journey into the art of cocktail making. And today, yes, I am back with another cocktail. But before we get to that, uh, I want to thank you guys all for coming back and listening to us. I know that we were gone for um, the majority of the year last year, but that didn't stop us from playing games. In fact, we recorded quite a bit of content, but we just, you know, got lazy, got caught up in whatever, and obviously never edited. I apologize to all this podcast, so I'm not going to keep going on and on about it here. So today I want to talk to you about this uh, cocktail that I had probably about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. Actually, I don't even know at this point. I went to a, a local bar called So Far So Good, and they had this cocktail that uh, consisted of uh, pistachios, um, pineapple juice, and um, some liquor. And this bar, So Far So Good, is located in the Churchill. You guys should all go because it's amazing, and all the cocktails are, are very inventive and very creative. And I remember having this cocktail and just being blown away. It was it was one of the first times, and, and I really enjoy cocktails, but it was one of the first times that I thought that I had tasted kind of a different flavor that I hadn't really tasted in cocktails before. I think there's plenty of cocktails in Phoenix that are are very good. I love Undertow. I love um, Honor Amongst Thieves and Bitter and Twisted. But as much as those bars are really cool, this was, I, I want to say this, this was just a, such a standout cocktail in my mind in, in terms of, of something that tasted different. Not, not, not in terms of, of how delicious it is, although it is quite delicious. I haven't been able to stop thinking about this cocktail. So, since I decided to go on this journey uh, recently, I thought, in all of my arrogance, why not try and replicate that cocktail? I knew that the secret ingredient was pistachio instant pudding. That It wasn't a pistachio liqueur. It was pistachio instant pudding. That's how you got the pistachio flavor. So, I procured some pistachio um, instant pudding from the local grocery store. We do not happen to sell it at my particular grocery store. I got some pineapple juice, uh, courtesy of your favorite Hawaiian-themed grocery store. And kind of went from there. So what we're going to do is I, I do need I need to uh, pour the pineapple juice or pour the instant pudding into the pineapple juice. And we're going to let that sit in the refrigerator for a little bit. And while we do that, I'm going to play a clip from a very old podcast. Or not a very old podcast, about a year old podcast in which one of the newest members of Drop the Dice, um, humbly called DTD 2.0, Louie, talks about his top 10 from last year. So again, this is just goes to show you just how much we have in the bank. But I wanted to show it because it is pretty charming. Louie is a great guy. And uh, he talks about his his first year of games. And we're going to play the last, uh, I think, three choices, maybe two choices of, of games that, that he really liked, as well as uh, an honorable mention that really, really, I, I think, uh, just nails it. Also... Before we get into that, I wanted to sit here and talk to you really quickly about um, a movie that I just saw. Um, mostly because I haven't talked about movies in a long time, and I'm hoping to do a top ten with Rico before the end of the year or before uh, it gets too late. But I just saw a movie called Black Bear with Aubrey Plaza, and the reason I want to talk to you guys about it is because uh, I don't know if it's going to make it into my top ten. But really, really surprised me about the film is that Aubrey Plaza, for all of her talent, has never seemed to me to be an actress of much. Uh, let's say depth, and I, I I don't mean that as as a as a as a hit to her talent. She's clearly a great comedic actress. Actress. She does her sardonic wit very well. Um, 
whether it's in Parks and Rec or any of the stuff she's done with the Apatow crew, she does a very specific role uh, very well. And it really amazed me to see her in this other role in Black Bear, um, where quite literally the movie, without giving too much away, flips the script halfway through, and she is just awe-inspiring in her dedication and, and her vulnerability um, in this role. And it's essentially a story about a couple who have a cabin and they kind of rent out a room to a stranger. And what ensues is kind of a battle of, of, of wits and sexuality and passion and ideologies. And it's very, very well done. And like I said, I think there's, a, there's some problems with it, which is why I don't know if it'll make my top ten. Um, but... The acting is pretty top-notch, especially anchored by Aubrey Plaza's performance, which I think without it, it wouldn't have uh, succeeded nearly as well as it does. So I'm curious if any of you out there have also seen it. I know it's a small film, but if any of you out there have seen it, am I just full of shit, or, or did this actually hit on, on all cylinders? Okay, so I'm going to go. I'm going to mix the pineapple juice and the instant pudding, and while we're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and play you guys um, Louis. Uh, look at an expert from his top 10 of 2019 then I'll be back um, while I make the cocktail once I get into the kitchen and of course we'll finish with me trying it and kind of talking to you guys about that alright um, Louis uh, go ahead and take it now <music> What was the full name of the game? I don't uh, so it's Do you remember that one? Batman, Batman? Gotham. Batman Gotham City Chronicles. Batman Gotham City Chronicles. Um, another co-op game, except for one player is set aside this as is one they for build. So many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Another one for us that came down to the wire, which this was the one that I remember that came down to the wire that was like extremely intense. It came down to, can we kill this guy before he sets off a bomb? Great setup. Um, killing henchmen is a great time because there's so many of them. They're easy to kill, but there is a ton of them on the board. You feel good about it. Yeah, Every exactly. time you kill one, you're like, yes! And you're working together. It's three people. For us, it was three people working against one. Um, and then the, uh, the uh, intellectual property for the game is just fantastic. Batman itself is awesome. And you're taking, I think you were the Joker? Yeah. Yeah. So you have the Joker in it. It's, it's just fun to play. So this this is the one where like on my end as someone who owns the game I, I love it so much, yeah. but it's very difficult to teach. There's a lot of stuff going on in this one. Um, so yes, I agree. There were times in this game where you guys would do this cool shit, right? Where I'd have four guys in a room, and I think and it's funny because you were Batman, right. you were Huntress or some girl. I forgot who you were. You were a girl. I wasn't Robin, that's for sure. No, because Chase was Robin. <laughs> but you would jump in the room, beat some guy up, hit the combo to beat the other guy up, and then oh, Chase would run in. Yeah, yeah. And then Chase yeah. would run in and hack the computer. And so fucking cool. Yeah. So much fun. But the prep and the setup for this game is what kills me. Sure. When I think it's I think it would it's what runs into what people run into a lot for games like this with one versus many. Any this was essentially a dungeon crawler scenario game. Yeah, uh, you run into it every single time. Like the prep, a lot of times can take longer than the entire game. 
Uh, this one, I assume, was pretty close. Yeah. The game probably took us two to three. The yeah. prep probably took you about an hour and a half, or yeah. even an hour. You know, yeah. it's a it's a good amount of time, and it comes down to as the one, is it worth setting it up versus like other games? And right. I think that's it's kind of a hard one to settle and say yes, this is worth it, or this is one where I'm like, eh, I don't need to play it again. I had fun. It was yeah. good. So and like and like I'm dying to play the game because it's fucking Batman. I fucking love Batman, and I have all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but this again, like you know what? This actually reminds me of Tragedy Looper a lot, where as the one who's playing the one, playing the enemy, there's so much setup. I remember yeah. Rico one like coming into town and being like, "Hey, let's play Tragedy Looper tomorrow," and me being like, "Fuck you! I need like <laughs> seventy-two hours to prepare." Do you know how much meditation I need for this? For for Tragedy Looper, let me. I need to think about this and go to the botanical gardens. You'd like the game. It's it's kind of like Super Clue. Okay. Like Super Clue. Like if you can think of of the most intense like deduction game ever is Tragedy Looper. Or nice. just get really fucking hammered and read the one. Because I got plastered when we played enough that I don't remember playing the game. But at some point, I went to Ben and was like, the answer's... Yeah, he Isn't literally... It? He's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he literally guessed it and I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. He's like, also so drunk, they'll never believe you. Also, in, never believe you. In, in, the same, in the same night, Bus and Alfie, uh, who you know is Staten... Um, fun and, and bust. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was one of the most livid times between the two of them. It was like <laughs> they got so angry at each other, and it was now. great because Z Man had the answer the whole time. Nice. They didn't believe me. I was like, "This is this thing." They were like, "Thought you were a drunk idiot." This and like you, you shut the fuck up. Yeah, right and, now. And, like, but they were like, I don't fucking care. They were like about to go to go to blows. It was freaking amazing. All right, Louis, number one, number one for the year. Number one for the year, um, we're going with Undaunted. Wow! Oh yeah, I think a good choice. I think a good choice. I think a good choice too. Uh, I think I honestly like uh, 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 spoilers. I think this is my number two. I think nice. I think as as a number one choice. Can you explain a bit of the scenario you played? We can explain a bit of the game. Can you explain the scenario you played? It's a it's a military one on one skirmish. That has to do with tons of different units, tons of different dice rolls, and everything that goes with it. But yeah, sure. Do you remember what, what happened with you? Yes. I do. Um, we played, I believe I was the Axis, and you were the Allies. Is okay. that what you play as? Um, and my point was to protect my side, and your point was to advance and take my side. Okay. If I remember right. right. So, um, it relied on heavy, for me it was heavy concentration of my machine gun units. To set sure. up to try and stop you from taking my side. I believe, I actually remember for sure that you won. You did take my side and beat me. But um, I think beyond the fact that it was fun to play with you and do that single scenario, the idea that there is a virtually, not virtually unlimited, but several other scenarios we could do sure, um, is what I liked about the game and uh, the history aspect of it. It's just, it's a great game. Um, it pays attention to the battle itself. The battles that it lists as a scenario are, are actually real battles, if I remember correctly. Yep. And they're somewhat yep. thought out and well done. So Yeah, one-sided to who would in that battle have had 
the advantage or the advantage spot. Sure. Like uh, if you have, I think the one you guys did, you had to defend, and you didn't have great coverage for your machine gunners. No. Right? Whereas, like, they are machine gunners, but you don't necessarily have great coverage for them, and they can get picked off. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's a very, very similar thing to, I guess what I assume that war happened? was. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Or that battle was. Sure. Um, and I think it's so good for that. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, Undaunted, again, to fuck, is such a good game. It, it, I had a blast playing it, it too. But that, that's the thing, right? Like, this is such a, an amazing game in terms of, of the history that it presents. Yes. These are real battles. The people that we played, if you actually looked at the names, are real soldiers that were in those battles. No shit. No shit. Yeah. No. Um, the battles that we did were real, were, again, like I said, like, were real battles. And, and like you said, whether Germans or Allies won, the... The, the 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 emphasis was on the right side. Yeah. So the scenario was set up where it was like, oh, you might you probably you have more a better than likely chance to win this if right. you are this side. Right. But 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 then you know it's a game, right? So the other person could win. Yes. yes. Of course. Yeah. Um. And like that is so amazing. And uh, uh, this is one of those ones I'm gonna go ahead and tell all of you. You guys should all go watch Shut Up and Sit Down's review of Undaunted because it's brilliant and he talks about. A million more things than I could ever do here in terms of actual uh, historical facts, but I'll have to listen to that too. this one it it feels reverential, right? Like like you play in the game and you feel like there's a respect for the history that's there. Sure. Even just reading the rules, even just playing the game, like that kind of reverence doesn't exist in a lot of games or I think pop culture in general. And that's cool. Like I, sure. I lo- I've always loved this hobby, and to see it kind of transgress or, or 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 change into this thing where like, oh wow, expand even. Yeah, like like where okay, so like so uh, for those of you who don't know, I also love movies. Like, and movies can be this very amazing cultural thing. When games can do this, that's incredible, dude. The, the, this game, I think, goes past all that because it's it's so historically accurate. And very, very personal and very, very emotional. Um, great choice for number one, man. Super, super cool. I've played it with you. I played it with Z-Man. I played it with uh, Alfie, and I played it with Rico. Love this one every, every, every time. Actually, don't. I think I've only won against you. Nice. He good. almost killed yeah. me. He <laughs> almost, he almost uh, essentially like starved me out yes. when we were playing. Uh, to the point there, I had to like make a drastic. I'm gonna win or I'm gonna die. Choice, and, it and I, I won. It worked out. It worked out. But it was it was like this is all I got. Otherwise, he has me pinned down in some way that I can't push past. This is the one point I can get to win, and I get it or I die. Sure, that's all. It is. And I I absolutely love that. So it's, uh, it's definitely undaunted. undaunted. Um, I mean, I, I'm assuming you guys are gonna hear about this a little bit more on 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 my and a couple of other of the Drop the Dice team members Hello. lists. Um, but I will say right now, uh, so we went to Gen Con and, and we haven't talked about it a whole lot on the podcast, but this was probably my most satisfied, not satisfied, but like my most, like I was most excited about securing Undaunted at Gen Con. Wait, you bought this at Gen Con? Yeah. Why didn't we fucking play it at Gen Con? We tried. There was, there was, all, there was always a, 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 
We could have played two on two. This is one of those, like, there were, like, 20 copies at Gen Con. And me and Rico ran. The one morning we actually got there. Oh, and you guys went there super early. We got there super early. Oh, that was ran. when I was, when yeah, I yeah, had yeah, to yeah. wait in line the whole yeah, and time. Yeah, and when, and when Bus wanted to go get um the the cyberpunk yeah. RPG. Yeah. That one morning where all of us went. It was delayed until, like, yeah, next yeah, yeah. year or something. So, so cool. So excited about this. There's actually another Undaunted called North Africa coming. I'm cool. super excited about that. Interesting. This what guy, yeah, I, I have no idea. They're gonna add vehicles. Ooh. They're gonna add helicopters and jeeps. I'm so excited. How do you balance that. That's exactly. Insane. That's good. Exactly. That's good. I am so excited. I'm excited. All right, Louis. I'm putting you on the spot right now because uh, we just went through your top five, which I think is a very solid top five for 2019. And your honorable missions. Anything that like. You really enjoyed, but maybe just didn't hit the list. We removed, or I removed Cthulhu um, and replaced it with Rune Stones. Okay. Um, so Cthulhu Death May Die. Yep. Talk to me about that. Another co-op game. Yeah. Great miniatures. Yeah. Keep going back to that. Um, the the lore behind Cthulhu and the Lovecraftian, um, I guess, world theme. Yeah. yeah world theme, theme is interesting. I think us playing Horrified and us playing that. All around Halloween time, um, you setting those up for the right time of the year and playing it was enjoyable. I mean, having a theme for something is a good time. Um, and that one almost seemed like a, uh, it, just as with lo- reading Lovecraft, anything, it's almost like a uh, useless endeavor. Like, there's no way you're going to fucking win. <laughs> like, that game, while we were playing it, it's like That's it almost fair. looked yeah, unbeatable yeah. when you set it up and when you're explaining the rules. And then it's like you say, oh, and these guys keep respawning. It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck can you get? Like, how the fuck am I going to win? <laughs> I think we did win. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but another one barely won. And I think, I yeah, it, it was really fucking hard. That was by far the hardest co-op game we played. Um, so I think I enjoyed that, too. The, uh, it stayed true to that world, to that literature. And of a god fighting exactly. you. Exactly. Like, and it portrayed that hard. world. Where it just kept coming. And it yeah. was just... And then some of the... the just the, the monsters and creatures. It's just... It got to the point where it's like... I, none of us even wanted to try and fight some of the fucks. Nice. Like, just leave them in that back room and go away. Like, it's not yeah. worth trying to fight them. Exactly. Um, and so, I, I think I like that's that. a great addition to it. It's like, when it comes to Cthulhu... Sometimes you should have to just fucking run away. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes Actually like this that. is a goddamn god fighting you and unleashing godly creatures on you. However you define the word god, I don't give a shit. These are extra ordinary creatures that are fighting you as a human being. I, I will say, Cthulhu, what is it called? Death may die. Death may die. You do get Powers. spectacular people that you play as. Sure. Like, I was Rasputin. So yeah, I, I died, yeah. and I could die more often because, you know, because nobody Rasputin. kills Rasputin. Nobody sure. fucking kills Rasputin. And that was dope. It was something that distinguished you as, you're not just a person, you're not just an investigator. You're like this also kind of extra special person that you have a little bit of a chance against a god. And I thought that was a good deal for me. And that made a lot more sense than, you're an investigator out of New York, beat Cthulhu. Sure. I'm like, no, Cthulhu stomps you and murders you because you're a fucking investigator out of New York. You have nothing special. Right. But I like this. All of us got characters that were slightly above average as far as, you know, Or at least strange. I think my guy was crazy. 
He I was, think that but was his power was being. It insane. was as yeah. you went more crazy, you, you got more attuned right. to the. I could, to and then realm. I could, I could do like I could run an extra two spaces. Exactly. And, yeah. and everyone had those 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 camera powers. Okay, last one, Louis. Before we end this, um, outside of 2019, we played a lot of games this year. You've been here since February. Is there anything that maybe you remember, just off the top of your head, that you really love that we haven't talked about tonight? I mean, I, I think you guys are all going to think I'm lame because it's so basic, but Sagrada, man. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I, no, mean, no, I own it, it because yeah. of because of the excitement that you had bringing it to other people is the reason I own. Nice, like after you got me, you're like, yeah, yeah. I brought it to these groups. I brought it to my family. I brought it to I brought it to Brooklyn, you know, and I loved it. I bought it because of that. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. This is a game I can I can show to other people that aren't necessarily as entrenched in the board game. That is game exactly community. what I was looking for. Nice yeah, too. yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Sagrada is a great example. It's a great game. Yeah, not this year, but fucking awesome. Right. And, and I don't know when did the expansion come out. I mean, they've. I mean. One came out this year for sure. Okay, yeah. So the expansions are worth it too. Yeah, yeah, and they're a great time too. Well, because yeah. well, so so the expansion that that you bought for us, right, placed allows us to play with five people. Nice, six yeah. people. And then you got oh, was the it one, six? You six got people. the one with the uh, with the clear dice, with, with the, the clear, clear dice. dice. Yeah, <laughs> and that's good too. So, um, dude, Sagrada, fucking great. I bought the expansion in Gen Con because yeah. I knew I, 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 I needed to. Um, dude, nice. That's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so here we are in the kitchen. I've done one of these already, so I've already learned a couple things from the first time that I did it. So, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to pour uh, two shots of bourbon into our glass. I'm going to tell you why we're going to do that in a second here. Okay, so that's two shots of bourbon. We're going to go right into our glass. And then uh, the biggest thing with this drink is that uh, there's just a slight bit of prep. I did uh, pineapple juice and some instant pistachio pudding into uh, a large... Kind of mason jar put them in the fridge for about 20 minutes um don't ask me the measurements i'm sure i'm horrible for for doing that but uh since i let that sit for 20 minutes um i kind of mixed it until it tasted uh what the the flavor that i wanted to taste the instant pistachio pudding comes with little pieces of pistachios in the pudding so what i'm gonna do now is i'm gonna pour that mixture into the glass as well until it fills the glass and I'm going to do it through a strainer so that we get those bits of pistachio out because I don't definitely don't want those into the drink. Okay, so the reason why I'm pouring this into the glass is because I did this earlier and uh, I, I just made way too much. So this, this is just a matter of me being an amateur and not understanding um, the importance of, of correct measurements. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to put – I have my two shots of bourbon in the glass already and I'm going to strain this mixture into the glass. Okay, so now I know that that's kind of about what I'm going to have and I'm going to put it into a shaker with a little bit of ice to chill it. So I'm pouring that back into the shaker here. Okay, now while it's in the shaker, uh, I'm going to hit this with an absent uh, spritz. I bought an atomizer the other day at Target, and 
I think it's going to make my Sazerac's a whole lot better, but I'm just hit that really quick. I like the idea of that anise flavor with the pistachio and pineapple. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just because they're both green and so it makes sense to me, but either way, that's what we're doing. So I now have my pistachio pineapple mixture in the shaker uh, with two shots of bourbon. Just going to give it a quick shake. Okay. And then we're going to strain it into the glass. As is. Oh, yeah, that's an awesome color. Okay. Sweet. And then we're just going to garnish that with a small piece of pineapple. Like so. And boom, you have your pineapple pistachio cocktail. I'm not sure what to call this one yet. It's just, uh, like I said, I, I had this at a bar one time and really, really fascinated me. And when I found out that all they used was uh, instant pistachio pudding, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this is the type of thing that I could just do at home. So, so here we are. Okay, we're gonna take a quick pause real quick and then I'll meet you back around. I'm kinda, we'll try the drink and we'll talk about it. Okay, we're back and now it's time to try the cocktail. So mix it all and it's looking very pretty. I got my pineapple garnish on it. Let's go. Oh, wow. Yeah, much better than the first time around. So uh, like I said, I've already made one of these uh, before I started recording. Just kinda see where I was at with, with the recipe, make sure I got it right and I definitely think the changes that that I made helped a lot. One, I got the measurements a little bit right, uh, much, much better. The first time I did it, I, I was way off. I had too much liquid for the glass. I also used an ice cube um, in the glass to keep it cold. And I don't think they, I don't think they did that at the bar, which makes sense because you want enough of the pineapple pistachio liquid to really um, play up. That's the really interesting flavor here. That pistachio pudding, it doesn't really, it, you don't let it sit to the point where it solidifies, but it just adds this creaminess uh, to the whole drink that is, that is really, really interesting. It doesn't exactly taste like a tea cocktail, although the pineapple does come through quite a bit, but man, is this dangerous. Wow, does that, bur all that bourbon adds is sweetness and caramel notes, and like I said, this is the second one I've had, and oh my god, I could have a million more, because it's, it's refreshing enough. And it's not, and it's sweet enough, and it's just, it's super, super easy to drink. It's very, very, um, very, very delicious. The, uh, I like the absinthe spray. It gives this nice aroma to it when you're, when you're drinking, um, when you're taking a sip of the drink. It's, it's super, super interesting within there. I think it adds just a, just another dimension. And, yeah. So, I'm gonna post a picture of this on the website. I hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts. Again, I know they're pretty self-indulgent, but, hey, uh, it's my website, and, you guys are coming to it, so I'm going to post what I want for the time being. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to our newest member, Louie, talk about his top 10, even though it was from a year's past. It is something that I'd had on deck for quite a while, so I was very happy to kind of get it finally finally out there into the ether and made me very excited to to keep getting back to our board game uh, roots. So don't worry. I promise we'll get back with some board games soon and some loss soon, uh, but for now, I'm definitely enjoying doing these cocktails with you guys. All right. Uh, bus, I know you're over there across the pond, but if you could just uh, play me out for a little bit, that'd be great. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week.
go. Hi, um, no. Try again. Go. This, this is R.C. from Drop the Down Dice. Go. This is R.C. from Drop the Down Dice. Just drop the dice. This is R.C. and you're listening to Drop the Dop the to. <laughs> this is R.C. and you're listening to Drop the Dice. Okay. This is R.C. and you're listening to Drop the Down Dice. Two, three, go. This is R.C. from Drop the Dice. Awesome. And go. This is the bus and you're listening to Drop the Dice. Go. Hope you enjoy this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week. It's going to. Too.